Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Ron Leach and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Ron. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. So am I. Today, we're going to get to talk to a true real estate leader and one of CCAR owned. Join us on the phone today. That's right. Marvin Jolly, past CCAR president and current Texas Realtors chairman, has graciously agreed to talk to us about how local realtor associations, state realtor associations, and the National Realtor Association all work together. Awesome. Unfortunately, I don't think many realtors take time to look behind the curtain and see how all these associations work together to serve them and protect the industry. Well, then this will be a great episode for them to listen to. Hi, Marvin. Hello, Ron. How are you? Doing great today. Thank you. Marvin, we really appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. Well, it is my pleasure, and I appreciate the work that you guys are doing. Well, thank you. So before we get started today, for the sake of simplicity, our conversation will discuss how the National Association of Realtors, or NAR as we commonly call it, works with Texas Realtors and then local associations like CCAR. Is that the same in other states, Marvin? It is very, very similar in other states, Jonna. And the, the way that I would like to describe it for our members would be that there's a three-way agreement between the national state and local associations for our members. And so NAR provides a lot of structure and a lot of value to members. And the two most important ones that are probably the most relevant to our members would be that NAR is the owner of the realtor brand and NAR created the code of ethics. NAR also creates the MLS rules that we all use. So, so NAR is realtor brand, code of ethics, and MLS uh, rules and policies in general. States primarily focus on advocacy, forms, and also education. And then at the local level, every by the way, everything is local. It all starts and ends locally, quite frankly. And at the local level, we deliver uh, MLS and key card service, we deliver education, and we deliver advocacy from the standpoint of working with local governments and local elected officials. Well, and, and Marvin, to that point, is there any particular strong points that you would say that why do we even exist to begin with from an you association know, standpoint? I, yeah, I think a lot of members, in fact, um, if a member is thinking clearly, they need to be asking why do why do associations exist? And if a really good local leader, Ron, like yourself, from a president's perspective, we all need to be asking, you need to be asking, why does an association exist? And the national, state, and local associations all exist for different purposes to provide different services and benefits to our members. Yet, while they're providing different services and benefits, they're all aligned in the same focus and same goal of to empower our members to provide the best services that our members can provide right. to, to buyers and sellers. Right. 
Very good. And I think it's important that we note that all our members are a member of the local, state, and national association. So when they come to our association and they pay their dues, the dues that they pay include the required dues to the national and state association as well. That's a great, yes. that's a great reminder, John. And along with that comes all the realtor benefits. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, Marvin, how would you describe the relationship between the national, state, and local associations? You kind of mentioned a little bit at the beginning about what they all do, but how do they work together as one unit? Right. So, they all work together as one unit from a standpoint of the end goal being making sure that our members can can provide the highest level of service, making sure that our members provide the highest level of service in the highest professional uh, standards scenario that we can. And each of those levels, national, state, and local, provide those services in a little bit of a different way, different perspectives, and yet all, all working together with the same goal in mind. But they're doing it from different perspectives, using different tools, different boards of directors, and really the local association is where the biggest decisions are made, where some people might think that the biggest decisions are made at a, at a state level or a national level, but the most important decisions are made at a local level. And each one of those associations has its own board of directors making those decisions. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that, uh, Marvin, because, you know, the relationship is strong locally, and we try to keep that as strong as possible. Uh, but with come the local associations comes education. And I feel like yes. from a local perspective, a local association's perspective, we offer a great benefit, especially at CCAR here, uh, free education benefits. And that not all associations uh, do that. That's right. What happens, Marvin, when some of the associations disagree, whether it's policy-related or, you know, something along that lines? You know, and that does happen. It does happen that associations disagree and there are two different directions on that. It is possible that one local association might disagree with a neighboring local association, and that's just going to happen from from time to time. It's possible that a state, one state association disagrees with another state association, and again, that's going to happen from time to time. A bigger challenge might occur when a local association disagrees with a state association or when a state association disagrees with a national association. And so when we think about that vertical scenario where there may be a disagreement, what happens there is that every local association has a voice on the board of directors with the state association. Also, every local association is represented by a regional vice president uh, of which I think Collin County, I think we're now up to four for region four. Uh, we have seats on the executive board of the state association. And then also each local association has seats on the national association board of directors. So the beauty of that, the positive thing is that every local association has a voice. They have a literal seat at the table right. at the state and national association. So we have good representation there. There are times when our local association may have one specific opinion on a a topic or an item of business, and it could be that the state or national association moves in a different direction. We've had an opportunity to voice 
to, to go to the microphone at the state or, or national association, voice our opinion, share our concerns. We've had an opportunity to collaborate with other associations locally around the country or around the state to get them educated on our opinion. And ultimately, it comes down to members voting. And as we say at the local level, the same is true at the state and national level. Once the vote is taken, even if we have differences of opinion in the process getting to that vote, we want to we want to walk away from that vote in unity, regardless of where we were prior to that vote. Okay. So, Marvin, can you provide us with some examples of when all levels of the association have worked together really well on, on you know, whether it's an issue or programs, topics, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a couple of them that come, come to mind very quickly. When we think about code of ethics, the National Association of Realtors recently amended its code of ethics uh, in November uh, to include some different and some additional behavior and, and, and things in the ethics there. So the National Association passed the amendments. Then the local and state association worked together to enforce that. We can talk about that as, as well. So, so when when the when NAR passed the new uh, provisions there, then it's up to the state and local associations to enforce that. Another one is MLS. Recently, over the past couple of years, a hot topic with MLS at NAR has been uh, MLS Statement 8.0, also known as Clear Cooperation. So again, NAR passed that rule, and then the local associations, who are in our case shareholders of the MLS and deliverers of the MLS service then implement that that new policy and are charged with the enforcement of that policy. And when it comes to MLS, the state association serves as a resource to answer questions. We bring the legal team in from Texas Realtors to help provide insight on uh, the pros and cons and the, the details of how to implement 8.0, for example. So the state association provides a, a conduit of information for the local association to implement the national association MLS policy. So it's a partnership. I know that NAR recently changed the requirements for the Code of Ethics course. How did that decision trickle down? Yes, there were some changes. So historically, the uh, national association Code of Ethics uh, required a two-year uh, renewal. So every two years, every member of NAR was required to to go through professional standards training uh, for code of ethics. In Texas, we were sort of spoiled because our Trek Legal Two included content that met the two year requirement. So all of our members in Texas who were going through their two year renewals automatically met the code of ethics requirement by NAR because it was a um, duplicate. It was one course that served two purposes. The decision happened when some other states uh, and some other members in other parts of the country thought that two years was a little bit inconvenient and maybe be maybe uh, too often. And, uh, and so they proposed a three year renewal for code of ethics. I think those states may have actually had a three-year licensing renewal. So while we enjoyed the luxury in the past of having Code of Ethics in sync with our two-year license renewal, 
Now there are some other states that are on a three-year license renewal, and it's in sync with those states. So it just means that Texas realtors, realtors in Texas now have to pay a little bit more attention right. to our uh, our cycle for education, and we just have to make sure that we, we get that training done within the right time frames. Right. And, you know, I think that's a great example of everyone working together and the local associations like CCAR have really worked hard to get the new information out to our members because we want to make sure that no one has any issues with their license. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. What about local association needs, Marvin? Is there communication from local to state and national about support and resource needs? That is a really great question, Ron. Um, and, you know, we would like to think in a perfect world that communication works very well, it's, it's effective, and and there are never any questions that have to be asked and there are never any breakdowns of communication. However, uh, what we've seen is in this age of communication and digital world that we live in, you would think that communication is even easier than ever before. And quite frankly, it's the opposite. It's more important and it's more difficult than ever before because our members are inundated with so much information from all sources about every type of uh, content that it's harder for NAR and Texas Realtors and I would I would think local associations to get the message through all of the inundation to get that message through to our members. So what we like to do is we want to, at Texas Realtors, for example, we proactively reach out to officers and leadership and staff at NAR. Uh, we attend events. We are very active on the hub so that we are constantly getting information as soon as it's available from NAR. By the same token, we want to be in sync with our local leaders and our regional vice presidents around the state to be channels of information so that that gets communicated clearly. Right. Our RVPs are, they serve in a very, very important role as communicators from the state organization out to our local association. So we always want to be communicating as well as we can. And I always like to share my cell number with any member in Texas, specifically in Collin County, who has a question. I want to be a, a, a contributor to positive communication. So just to throw this in right now, Ron, my cell number, if anybody ever would like to reach out to me, is 214-808-7676, 214-808-7676, and we want to help communicate as best we can. Well, you know I have that in my phone, so. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> yeah, you do, Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. So, Marvin, what level of the Realtor Association handles Code of Ethics violations complaints? Yes. Great question, Ron. So, so by default, the local association is charged with handling complaints for the Code of Ethics. Some associations, and Collin County is one of those, has a partnership with the state association to go through the process of managing those uh, those complaints that come in. So while it's technically the responsibility of the local association, uh, we have strong partnerships in Texas for Texas realtors and their legal staff to manage that. And it takes a lot of the, the responsibility off of the details with the local association. And it also provides a, a bit of 
arm's length distance so that that you and I are not adjudicating and and going through the complaint process with our neighbors and cooperating members that we see every day in right. our business. Yeah, I've had a couple of uh, examples of that occur uh, during uh, this president while well, I've had the presidency. And uh, Texas Realtors mm-hmm. has, has been a great resource um, for uh, you know handling those issues. Absolutely. Thank you. So, Marvin, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? John, I think the most important, there are two things. There are two things. Number one, the most important role in any association is the member role. That role is more important than a president, than President Ron Leach. It's more important than Chairman Marvin Jolly. It's more important than our national president, Charlie Oppler. The local member is the most important role in any of these associations. Number two, the most important association, in my opinion, is a local association. Yes, the National Association has a big role. They do some important things, state as well. However, almost every piece of business that happens at the state level started as a re- recommendation or a referral from a local association somewhere in Texas. Also, at the state level, almost I mean, at the national level, almost every piece of business and and decision that's made starts at the local level and then is referred and recommended up the ladder. So everything starts, all the decisions begin at the local level. And then also all of these services and benefits get delivered back to buyers and sellers in the local community. So it starts in the, in the local association and then it ends and is then delivery at the local local association. So in my opinion, the most important piece of that entire picture is the local member at the local association. And I couldn't agree with you more, Marvin, because, you know, uh, as we go through a board of directors meeting, for example, what is sitting in front of everybody? It's a member chair. Uh, That's that, right. That is the most important uh, because we are all there to represent the members of our uh, our community and our realtor community. So, uh, hey, Marvin, just want to say thanks for joining us today, speaking with us. Um, I just want to personally tell you how much uh, we, we appreciate your service to not only CCAR in the past and currently, uh, but, you know, your presidency, chairmanship um, at the Texas level. You have just done so much this year for us. And uh, we're just so appreciative of all the efforts that you've put in. Well, thank you, Ron. I appreciate your leadership locally. Uh, I've been looking forward to this year and, and, and seeing you at work for many years now. And also, Jonna, we appreciate the staff team at Collin County Absolutely. so much. So thank you for what you guys are doing for us. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you all. And Marvin, it's been great talking to you today. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. My pleasure. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us again. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you want us to discuss, we want to hear about it. So email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear us cover it in the future. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening and be sure to ask me why I vote, act, and invest. Special thanks to our host, Jonna Fernandez and Ron Leach. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Garrett Holton. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. Tune in next time and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top.
The statements by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.